We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Owning a small business can be overwhelming. How can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. There's so many places to reach customers. Email, text messages, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, live events, the list goes on. How are you, as the business owner, expected to own all of those channels? That's where Constant Contact comes in to help. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. I use this to grow my email list, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blender Ed, Blender HD. You want to follow me on Twitter. It's Monday, December 5th. And you know what we do on Mondays? It's Mondays with McCool. We bring in James McCool, the co-author, with me on the theory of daily fantasy sports. Get the advanced player's guide. How to apply profitable DFS strategies. Includes custom Excel tools developed by the man, James McCool himself. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't have a very good Sunday yesterday for two reasons. Number one, uh lost in DFS. And number two, did didn't feel feel well. I pretty much slept through most of the slate anyway. So uh you, you wake up and you go, Oh, okay, what happened to Kenny Walker? Mm-hmm. Oh, he got injured. It's like, oh, what happened to this guy? And like so I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what happened that that much throughout the the latter, maybe the first two hours I, I saw, but the second two hours, not so much. Uh, yeah, so what, what was what was your takeaways overall yesterday? I thought yesterday was, uh, I mean, that slight made sense. Um, the guys who we mostly expected to do well pretty much did well. Um, it was not the day to pivot at wide receiver. Wide receiver shock basically nuked the slate. Garrett Wilson, Emma and Ross and Brown, Christian Kirk, and Christian Watson all um, – you know, put up pretty good scores. Was Christian Watson? I mean, I didn't. I didn't. I was going to ask you, like, where did Christian Watson's seventeen percent ownership at fifty two hundred come from? Uh, I, you know, I heard rumblings. Like, I, I had heard people talking about uh, wanting to play him just because of his involvement so far in the offense and Green Bay scoring more lately. I, I, I had Green Bay implied for like the 
second most passing touchdowns on the slate, I think, like 1.77. So I get it. Um, in terms but not of not to that extent, I mean, I mean, I could see Christian Watson eight percent. No, yeah, yeah, so 17. Like, like the things that I understood, it's like, okay, Wilson 33, Amon Ross St. Brown 27. The reason why I didn't have a very good day in GPPs is because I made it a point to like to not play them together, right? Like, to not, to not play Garrett Wilson one offs in a Jacksonville Detroit lineup and you know, not play Amon Ross St. Brown in a non Jacksonville Detroit stack lineup. So, like, yeah. I I didn't have these guys together. I understood Nick Chubb's ownership. I mean, yeah. he got way up there, 25% ownership. I didn't have him that high, but like Nick Chubb, I never play because he's never under owned. We've talked like, about and that, this is yeah. oh, against the Texans, you gotta play him, right? So I knew I knew his ownership was gonna come up. And I knew, you know, obviously P Ryan, you know, with mixing out at 20%. I thought P Ryan came in way under what I expect him to be. Only because it's only because because it's late. Like P Ryan, if if we knew if we knew P Ryan was in for sure on Wednesday, I mean P Ryan should have been like probably 45 percent. Yeah, I, I thought he was going to touch forty to forty five. That's what I thought. It, it, do you think? Do you think James? Do you think the reason why people didn't get get up to P Ryan? Do you think it was because it was late? Like it's not it's not only late news, but also it's a late game. Um, but do you do you think that the other reason is that the past two weeks when we've gotten like late news, it was Michael Carter and it was Kenyon Drake, and they both bombed. It's like I ain't falling for this again. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that I don't I don't know why he didn't end up super high owned. I had him projected for twenty percent owned, so like I can't be mad that he came in twenty percent owned, right? But it's interesting because. The last couple of weeks, we've had these guys who are 6K. This this like 5,700 to 6,400 range has just been chalk city for running backs. And looking at P. Ryan after his usage last week, after all the reports came out on Joe Burrow, very, very unlikely to play. Basically, like they did all but rule him out before the slate. And him being at 6K, there were relatively expensive wide receivers that people wanted. There were relatively expensive quarterbacks that people wanted. I was really surprised that Piran did not come in higher. I, I can't find any justification for why he only came in at 20. Um, I, in 18 of my lineups, I had to fight him in 14 out of 18. Right. Of I, I had him in two out of three. And the only reason I didn't have him in the third is because it was a bangle stack. And I, and I was using it to, to hedge it. Like, otherwise I had him in all three. I, him and Travis Etienne Jr. I thought were the best running back plays on the slate by like a large margin. And yeah, Etienne's ownership went way down. I mean, I don't, I don't know why. I thought they were the best plays on the slate at running back. 11%. I I mean, dude, I mean, the, the running backs I played the most was was uh, P. Ryan, Etienne, and Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had uh, P. Ryan and Etienne, and then I had a, a David Montgomery lineup in, in that third lineup just because that 6K range, that, that has been the money spot for running backs. And, and I guess – that, that 6K range in that lineup, I could have played Jamal Williams. I could have played DeAndre Swift. I did consider playing DeAndre Swift after a really nice jump in usage last week. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know why those guys' ownership dropped. It was really weird. I don't get it. I mean, the reason why I did poorly is primarily because yeah, wide receiver, because of wide receiver chalk. And just like, yeah, I've... 
at, in 18 lineups, I had seven Garrett Wilson lineups. I mean, it's not like I didn't play Garrett Wilson. I had I had two Kirk Cousins lineups and I had two Mike White lineups, and they both had Garrett Wilson in it. Yeah. So you know, playing playing Mike White, Garrett Wilson, Tyler Conklin, playing Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, <laughs> Garrett Wilson, you know, that type of lineup. And then I purposely like for the the Jags the Jaguars Lions game is that like I wouldn't play Amon Ross St. Brown without another without a Jaguar without a without a stack type of, type of lineup, and if I'm playing that like in the Garrett Wilson lineups, I'm not playing Amon Ross St. Brown. In the Amon Ross St. Brown, I'm not playing Garrett Wilson. So like I'm like okay, how how could I have gotten there? It's like anyone else that was in the line in, in my lineups. Like I played I played a lot of Ke- Keaton Allen. I mean, he got twenty point eight, but I mean not. I mean, he yeah. didn't, didn't put up as as much as Amon Ross St. Brown. I play, yeah. played. I mean, we saw like Sky Moore, nine point three percent owned. I mean, I I expected that Sky Moore didn't actually project all that badly for thirty one hundred. But like, I I wasn't playing him as a one off. He was he was in my Mahomes line, like Mahomes, yeah. Kelsey, Sky Moore. With uh, with P Ryan, you know something like that. Yeah, I had Car Car Adams lineups. Right, Adams did well. Like I looked through my li- I looked through some of my lineups and I go, uh, normally, like these wouldn't be that bad lineups, they, and they weren't that bad lineups. It just it didn't. It was missing one of a high owned player with twenty five plus right. points in it. Like that's the only. It's just every lineup I have is missing that one slot, and it has a guy with like twelve points instead. Mm-hmm. And when a third of the lineups have Garrett Wilson, and a quarter of the lineups have Amon Ross St. Brown, it's kind of hard to make up those points. Even even though you have all your lineups with Samaji Pirine in them, right? The problem is, is that Etienne only has eight points. Also, mm-hmm. right? I had Kenny Walker not in that many lineups, and he got injured. Yeah. Yeah, I had uh, I had a Las Vegas Charger. I had a, a Raiders Charger stack because remember we we talked about this late last week, right? And and we talked about how Las Vegas Chargers looked great, and I said it's going to go way under owned because people are going to be looking at the at the Jaguars and Detroit game, and I was right. I, and Joshua Palmer six point nine percent ownership. Vontae Adams twelve percent. Derek Carr four percent. Um, Eckler was owned seventeen. I mean, he was, and I and I had him in that stack. Um, so I, I had a Las Vegas. And Chargers lineup, which was Carr, Eckler, Devontae Adams, Joshua Palmer, and Matt Collins. So I, I overloaded it a little bit, had one extra player there. Um, I had a Bengals stack, which was was actually my worst performing stack, even with Joe Burrow putting up 30 points. Because I had T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and both of them mostly were pointless. And Travis Kelsey didn't do anything. Um, and then I had a Minnesota stack, like you. I, I wanted to have Garrett Wilson because I thought it was a good play, but I'm not going to play him alone. And uh, Justin Jefferson at four percent owned is awesome. That, that's a great spot to be on the slate. But like, like I said at the beginning, it was not the slate to pivot at wide receiver. Like, all you needed to do was have a different stack and eat all the chalk at wide receiver, and uh, and pivot at running back, and you had a great week. But I just, I just didn't do that this week. Looking at the Nick Chubb ownership now, reinforced my decision of uh, some, my worst lineups were. Uh, uh, let's take a look at. Uh... Yeah, when when I when I could get Amari Cooper at nine point six percent, Donovan People Jones, but I played a, a Deshaun Watson lineups. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, now, obviously, in, in hindsight, it looks like leverage now. I mean, I I didn't think Nick Chubb would be 25%. Oh, I thought he would be 16. Yeah, I thought like, like Nothing that, that's leveragey. It's just that, like, Watson hasn't played in, like, two years. And it's not like he projected badly. He's playing the Texans, mm-hmm. right? And, oh, they're just going to run the ball. Who knows? Who knows what the hell they're going to do? I mean, I could, I could have easily seen, just from a narrative perspective, that... They spent all this money on Deshaun Watson. They go, let's let's show what we spent our money on by letting well, especially against his old team. Like I, I could have right. The Browns aren't making the playoffs or anything, so let's just I let him have fun. And he did, and he looked horrible. <laughs> I I had uh, I had Amari Cooper in my in my Viking stack, which was for me a pivot off of Amon Ross and Brown, like pretty much the same price. I had him projected around the same. Uh, and then Deshaun Watson came now out. You couldn't there. have had Amari Cooper projected almost the same as Amon Ross and Brown. I had Amari Cooper, had Amari Cooper at fifteen point five, and Amon Ross and Brown at seventeen point five. It's pretty that's close. Two points. Yeah, it's pretty close. What What am I aggregate? I, I I would think that's that's a much bigger difference there. In my aggregate, let's see. I still got it up. Amon Ra, I had a twenty point five four. Woo. And Cooper at 15.99. So, yeah, yeah to so me, it's a big gap. For you, a difference of four points makes a lot more sense than me, a difference of two points. Right. But, of course, mine is just basically an aggregate of everyone's yeah. projections. Yeah. And and I get I don't, it. I don't have um, me. It's like I didn't. I, it's not like, oh, I had him high. It's like you have your own originated projections, mm-hmm. and I'm just using everything around the industry. I, in general, think – because I, I can see how you get to 20 on Amon Ross St. Brown. I think that uh, probably my touchdown projection for the Lions was relatively low in terms of passing touchdowns. Yeah, it was. So I, I had the Lions with a heavy rushing split in the red zone, 1.74 rushing touchdowns and 1.17 passing touchdowns. If I flip that, Amon Ross St. Brown absolutely projects for 20. So it's not that I thought that it was a bad play. I just thought that with with the other wide receivers there, unless I'm stacking that game, which by the way, people stacking the Jaguar side of that game was hilarious. I well, I, wanted... I, play, I played a lineup or two like that. No, dude, Trevor Lawrence is not that guy. Lawrence not... plus Kirk plus Ingram. Yeah, but he's just not that guy. I, look, Trevor Lawrence. That guy, what? What? And Geno, Geno Smith wasn't that guy, and Geno Smith's in the Millie one. No, I mean I get that. I get that. So, but Trevor Lawrence, like he has. He has had in total four 300 plus yard games in his career. In his career, four of them. Now, three of those have come at home. Only one have, has been on the Oh, road. oh, you're back to your home road split guy now. Well, no, I mean, I'm just trying to do more research on the back end because my models are so unsupervised. I've talked about this a, a couple different that's times. That's not a good thing to admit. That my models are unsupervised? Unsu- no, Why would you want unsupervised? No, no, no. That, that's a kind of model, Jordan. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> why don't you want to take care of your model? You're it's not even supervising speak. it. You're just letting it do what it does and let, let, who cares? It doesn't matter. It's tech speak. Anyway, my model is largely unsupervised. So I'm trying to be a little bit better about looking into individual players and seeing why it's projecting guys the way that it is. And in general, like Trevor Lawrence is just not a high upside guy. Uh, and I thought that it was insane that people were going to be going back to him. Even in a high total, he hasn't shown that he's, 
a guy that's going to give you a huge ceiling. Um, the individual did pieces. Did you just say this like weeks ago with Gino Smith? Yeah, and I stood on that. Like, I'm still fine with getting beat up by Geno Smith on that. Like, I'm still going to have Is Jared Goff? How about J- let's say you played Goff on the other side. Is no, Goff Jared Goff's fine. That was fine. Oh, Jared Goff, Goff is shown, fine, but Trevor Lawrence is. Jer- Jared Goff has shown a consistent ceiling at times in his career. Across his entire career, he has shown that he has a ceiling. Trevor Lawrence, four times out of his career, he's had 300-plus yards. And what happens if it was yesterday? More than it would have been yesterday. And like, okay. I think you're still allowed to have these stances on players. I, I think that you are still allowed to look, especially when you look at the data and you look at the way the projections are being built up. I had, I had him projected for 19 fantasy points yesterday, which is fine. That's great. But I didn't think that he was going to be winning GPPs coming off of literally a career game, the best game that he's ever played um, going into a spot. It just seemed like a letdown spot. And as somebody who builds out models, like I need to follow. Is that. there a letdown spot part of your model? No, but there's. You're not gonna. You're not gonna let me have this, are you? No, I'm not, because you're you're making you're doing astrology. I'm not doing astrology. It's it's important to look at players for who you they are. You choose like, your lineups based on tarot cards. I do not choose my lineups. I choose my lineups based on three things. Okay, one, what the model likes. Two, the vibes. And three, how handsome the quarterback is. Trevor Lawrence is ugly, dude. He's ugly. That guy's got a face as long as the Panama Canal. Like he, Trevor he Lawrence, had, I don't know. I don't know how to how to it. He doesn't look. He doesn't seem that that unattractive. He's pretty ugly. I don't know. I can never tell. I I don't. I can't tell what a good looking guy looks like. Now, I mean, just compare him to Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, Jimmy G is a, a, a subjectively is a subjectively good looking. And look, and look what happens to the, and look what happens to good looking guys. They get they get carted out until then they count for the year. Anyway, I thought. Trevor but this is in your model, so like, it, if if the quarterback is is not attractive, you get a downgrade. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Isn't that in everybody's model? Does he look like the type of person that could put up thirty fantasy points? No, absolutely not. No, he doesn't look like it. But Geno Smith, on the other hand, does like how, how attractive is Geno Smith? This is what we do on Mondays. This is, would you consider him to be an attractive guy? He doesn't seem that bad. Mm, he's not my type. Does he look like the type of person that could put up 30 points? He does look like the kind of person that could put up 30 points. Oh, he does. Okay. Yeah. He's got, he's now, got now, like you, a now you're fine with Geno. He's Gino got Smith. a strong brow. He's got a strong chin. You know, he's, he looks like a good football player. No, pretty do you do guy. the X and Y axis on the players' photos and put that into like your, <laughs> yeah. like your, your model, like pitch effects and stuff, like for baseball? How, uh, what, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, how proportional are the players? Right. They're, they're the proportional part of my model. For Roy, sure. Roy, Rory Burke and Chad is how does one code for he's a six, but he can throw touchdowns? Uh, that's pretty hard to code for. That's the reason why it usually doesn't work out. You know, like if a guy, if guy is ugly, he's just not going to be a good football player. That's how it goes. He does kind of look like a Millie winner. That's true. He, he, does he look now... Mitch Trubisky was a Millie winner. Is Mr. Dr- is how how attractive is Mitch Trubisky? Well, I mean, we can't judge things specifically off of Millie winners, though, right? Like we don't look at specific lineups. What we true. need to do is we need to go look at the pro players' exposures and see how much of these ugly players they had, because that's the real show of how good a player is. Not if they've won a Millie. Do do we do we look at it in in does it matter? Does the 
salary adjusted plus minus of the, the attractive mm-hmm. plus minus. So like, for instance, James, is it okay for me to play slightly uglier players because I myself is ugly? I am uglier. No, absolutely not. So like to you, me, you need to actually, Jordan, to you need me, to be Trevor playing. Lawrence may be a 10 because I'm ugly. Jordan, at, to at you, if point, you're attractive, you're, you, it could, and then no, that, no, because I can, you, you can't play up. anyone that's less, that's less attractive than you. You need to make up for the attractiveness scales here. So you shouldn't be playing anybody, but like Jimmy G and who's the second most beautiful quarterback in the league. Is it just quarterbacks? How about just how about running backs? Well, no, we're we're looking at quarterbacks here. If we want to get a running backs, it's a whole other can of worms. Should I play Justin Fields? Uh, only if he has his long hair. He's super ugly with short hair. Okay, so just so when Justin Fields has long hair, that's when I should play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you should be playing. Let's see. Man, there's a lot of ugly quarterbacks. Now, just there. to make make it aware to people for listening, if you're tuning in for the first time for this show, this is totally a bit. <laughs> <laughs> people tune in and go, "This is this is how the top DFS players choose their lineups." <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I think Trevor Lawrence is a bad player today. Is um, Kenny Pickett? I had a Kenny Pickett lineup. Was that bad? Is he I, I have no idea what Kenny Pickett looks like actually. Can you pick it? Let's see. Eh. Uh, I don't. I don't think so, man. He kind of looks like who's that guy? That's the the main guy. And no, um, he looks like he look. He, 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 I could see people. He looks like he's he'd be on like uh, uh, Sons of Anarchy or whatever. I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, he looks like that guy from um, Death Stranding. Hold on. He looks like if you're into like, you know, if you're into like, uh, you know, kind of the backwoods of West Virginia, kind of trucker dude. That's what yeah, it looks like. He, he looks like if you live in Alabama, he's attractive. I guess. Right. That's what I'm saying. He's Alabama attractive. He, he looks like Norman Reedus. Okay. Yeah. He looks like Norman Reedus. stars in Yellowstone. Yeah, he does start. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He looks okay, like so- he be like. The main love interest in Yellowstone. So I'm I'm in Kentucky, and you're in Tennessee. So this would be, so Kenny Pickett would be I've been in Tennessee for just about a year, man. I'm not completely acclimated to the uh, the standards down here yet. I'm still on the Colorado scale. So right. Kenny if you're in New York or California, then no, you ain't playing Kenny Pickett. <laughs> no, you have no reason to play Kenny Pickett if you live in California. Right. Kenny Pickett's like a four on the LA scale. No, he doesn't. He's done. I, he would clean up, I guess. I don't know. You've obviously never been to LA. If you don't think that I've been, I've been to LA. Okay, well, he's a four in LA. Well, he's it looks it, it doesn't look like he's had any surgeries though. If if you if you line up Kenny Pickett and tell him to go to LA and go to like the main shops in Beverly Hills, he is going to look like a, a just a walking bag of potatoes. That that guy will look like nothing. <laughs> People will throw things at him. <laughs> but isn't that isn't that good for his fantasy performance if people are throwing things at him? Well, I, I don't more receiving yards. Is he a mobile quarterback? Because if he is, then he can dodge the things that people are throwing at him. That's right. See, the is he a mobile quarterback though? I don't think how many rushing yards can he pick have this year? 
Kenny Pickett stats. Let's see. Uh, Edmund in the yards. chat is saying attractiveness opportunity because a quarterback was high this week. Was it was it? actually. So you had to play the attractive ones. You know, he he's he is a mobile quarterback. He's he's had a couple games with six plus rushing attempts. He's pretty mobile, so yeah, he could dodge some things for sure. Is Patrick Mahomes attractive? Yeah, yeah, he's cute. How about Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow's cute. Yeah. Okay. Herbert, this, her, I think Herbert's probably. This is what I'm saying, dude. Like, you can look at the top players. Right. I mean, look, look, all the top players. It's, it's, you know how ridiculous it is. Like, what were the top players of quarterback, like, without considering attractiveness? It was like probably Burrow, Mahomes, Herbert, right? You look at yeah. this, Geno, right? We didn't mind Geno. Kirk Cousins ain't bad looking, right? We looked through all this. Deshaun Watson, I mean, yeah. in order to get, like, in order to get all the stuff that he was getting, you have to be attractive. Yeah. Uh, and then tread, then everyone, and then Trevor Lawrence. Like, with, dude, which Jalen, one doesn't fit this? Jalen Hurts is beautiful too. Like, the, oh, all yeah, of you're right, Jalen Hurts, dude. The, the the best quarterbacks here. Here are here's a list of the top quarterbacks for me in terms of projection. Patrick Mahomes, cute. Lamar Jackson, handsome. Jalen Hurts, handsome. Geno Smith, not bad. Deshaun Watson, not bad. That's the top five, right? Here's the bottom five. Russell Wilson, absolute dork narc. Guy stuck. <laughs> Taylor Heineke, guy looks like a fed. John Wolford, worst mustache in the league. Ryan Tannehill looks like a foot. And Daniel Jones. It did, this is a perfect scale. Daniel Jones doesn't look that bad. He's, <laughs> come on, he's pretty bad. Well, let's take a look at Daniel Jones. I don't think Daniel He's always running, so maybe, maybe Daniel Jones, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty ugly, damn it. The yeah, guy I mean, looks like a thumb. <laughs> the guy looks like a thumb. <laughs> he looks like a thumb, dude. So there you go. If you choose your quarterback based on how attractive they are every week, you'll win money. And if you choose your tight end based on how awful they look, you're probably doing that well also. <laughs> you're probably doing fine. Right. <laughs> You want to pair your attractive quarterbacks with your 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 gorilla looking tight end. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't know. Travis Kelsey is beautiful too. Yeah, but like, he's the I'm exception. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that Margaret would leave me for Travis Kelsey if she had the chance. <sighs> but like PJ Hawkinson absolutely looked like a gorilla. Go look up, go just go look up and just type in Hawkinson. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty bad, dude. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Right, it looks like someone that would star on like Vikings or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's pretty ugly. He's pretty bad. Right, but Kirk Cousins, on the other hand, oh well, Kirk Cousins isn't all that great either. No, but I mean that's he's a GPP play, right? Like he could probably clean up pretty well. He's got to keep smiling. Right, yeah, I mean, yeah, the little makeover probably has to go on extreme makeover or something he's, like that. He's but... middling, and that's why you only play him in large fields. Right, like you take a look with this. Like, okay, you could see, you could hey, see where, you, sure, right. You could see, you see where that is, right? And you pair him up with Hawkinson, and how, how do you go wrong? Right, or or what it is with Mahomes is that Kelsey takes the attractiveness of himself, and and. 
Patrick Mahomes, even if you don't find him that attractive, it's like together you have to find yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, you got to average it out. See, that's that's why we use a weighted attractiveness model. <laughs> you're way you're way further ahead than I am. This is what ha- James. This is what happens when you supervise your models. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's why this needs to be. Neil Jaworski says, "Look at those viewer numbers going down by the minute." <laughs> If you don't think that this is attractive after a losing week of DFS, I don't know what to tell you. What else are we supposed to talk about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, all the chalk killed. Like, what, what do you want from us? Like, the chalk right. wide receivers crushed. Um, the chalk running backs didn't. Actually, here, here's a fun fact. I was cashing with my lineup that had Austin Eckler until the last play when he fumbled. Because right, not, not many running backs, like, did well. I mean... Yeah. No, I mean, I mean if you take a look at Pirine, the wise, like Jacobs 25, Pirine 24, Swift 21, McCaffrey 28. And that's pretty much it. AJ right? Dillon. But I mean, he had a bunch of people. Like if you if you had like 15 points, if you had 30 combined points in your running back spots, you were probably fine. Yeah, you're great. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Running back and running back, like in previous weeks, running back has basically decided the slate. Mm. So this week, it, it absolutely did not. This week, it was literally, I, I tweeted it out. I said, this is the worst kind of slate. You have the chalk wide receivers and the unowned defense that scores three touchdowns. Congrats on your win. That, that was the entire Yeah, game. the Browns defense. If you didn't have the Browns defense, you're, I mean, 31 points for a defense? And that's why we're talking about the attractiveness of quarterbacks right now. <laughs> what is Kyle one- Allen? What is what that? Kyle Allen must look awful. There's Kyle Allen. Doesn't look. Doesn't seem like. It looks like a chipmunk, though. Maybe. Dad, he looks that. For, for, he doesn't look like someone that should be throwing three picks and whatever. What do I have him checked for? I mean, he was down there. He was still bottom ten. But this is this is Panthers Kyle Allen. Maybe. Maybe he's changed. Oh yeah. How, how does he look on the Texans now? That's the question. No, he doesn't look that bad. 
That's uh, not terrible. He's middling. You know, he's he's on the lower scale. It wasn't one of them like a fumble. Didn't Pierce fumble the ball? Was it? Yeah. Was it all on him? Or it was like, like tip passes. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure if he was like necessarily at fault for the, the, the three touchdowns. No, I think the Texans just suck, man. I like one. One of them was a fumble touchdown. One of them was a pick six. And then one was a Donovan Peoples-Jones kick return, right? Oh, yeah, the kick. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Okay, the, the DST, right. You're so right. It wasn't even really like Kyle Allen doing that bad. It was just like the defense the, the defense scored in every single way the defense could score. <laughs> Absolutely lightning in a bottle. And, and that's why we're talking about the attractiveness quarterbacks right now on that scale because, like – the slate wasn't decided by making good or bad decisions. The slate was literally decided by a defense scoring in every way that a defense can score outside of blocking a kick and returning it. So Right, and, and playing the, the, the three. Play, if you played the chalkiest wide receivers and the Browns defense, you would have shot for first place no matter who played, else you played, you played in the rest your, of your line. If you played your cash lineup with the Browns defense. Right, yeah. Truthfully, yeah. If you played your cash lineup with the Browns, even though the Browns defense was thirty nine hundred, but if you found a way to get to the Browns defense and you played your yeah your DK cash lineup, yeah, I mean that. I mean, yeah, pretty I'm much that's... what the cash core that I put out was, and see see if that would have actually worked. Okay, here here's the cash core that I went with: Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne Jr., Samaji Pirine, Amon Ross St. Brown. Garrett Wilson, Pat Fryermuth, and then I said the Steelers defense, but replace that with the Browns defense, and you're like you're you're literally a top five percent finish just with those guys. Like you don't need to do much else. It, it just it was such a, a lame week for GPPs. The four eleven says I thought only women pick lineups based on the looks of the player. What's next? Uniforms. I mean, there there is significant uniform splits. I've looked at, as as a home as a home road splits guy now. I have also looked in the uniform splits. The cooler the what, uniform, what do you look at in uniform splits? The cooler the uniforms, the higher the upside of the wide receivers. It's like that's, a point. That's oddly specific. It's like a point four five correlation. I told you I did the research, but yeah. not the running backs. No, not the no no no. The running backs only like a point two two correlation or something like that. And, and how do you grade how do you grade the uniforms by coolness? Uh how many stripes are on the uniforms? Um the color that's used, like you average really, stripes or raw stripes? Raw stripes. It's it's a sum, not an average here. It's, okay. The more stripes, the better. Um, the color of the uniforms, brown is a terrible color for upside. Um black is okay, but not as good as you'd think that it would be. Surprisingly, orange is one of the best colors to have on a uniform. Really, really Yet the Broncos color. are doing uh, the Broncos are off. It's weird. That's why nobody can explain how bad Russell Wilson's been. The correlation. Yeah, the the Broncos really have orange. Is that orange? That's kind of like burnt. You can call it Sienna. Yeah. But that's yeah. a mix between, because remember, the worst for upside is brown, and the best is orange, and they're very close to each other. Yeah. They, and see, so that's the thing. With with the Broncos, it's that mix between brown and orange, right? That's That's what color they actually have, so. You know, you're going to have games where Cortland Sutton goes for 25, and you're going to have games where, you know, Russell Wilson still hasn't thrown as many touchdowns as in his in his bathroom. He didn't throw a touchdown yesterday, right? Dude, the bathroom narrative, it's still alive, and it's still a sweat. He has to average 
one touchdown per game for the rest of the year, Jordan. Per game. All right. He is averaging currently 0.73. He he may not throw as many touchdowns as he has bathrooms in his house. He might, he might not hit that threshold. <laughs> that is tragic, dude. That is tra- I have never seen a quarterback fall off a hill like this at his age. Like what when it comes to injuries and when it comes to age and stuff like that, we've seen quarterbacks fall apart, obviously. Like Cam Newton was gonna have a short career. Um, Ben Roethlisberger was gonna fall off a cliff eventually. But Russell Wilson is like small and t- hasn't had that many injuries and hasn't like it doesn't make any sense how he has completely fallen off this cliff. It makes no sense. And and sure, Nathaniel Hackett is obviously just like the biggest donk in the entire league. There's no way this guy should be a head coach anywhere for anything above like a high school level. But I I I, I just can't figure out how Russell Wilson has been this bad. It makes no sense. Looks like the Panthers are going to release Baker Mayfield. Yeah, and and everybody has already jumped on him being traded or picked up by San Francisco. Of which, I I don't I don't see that happening. But like, who's the who's the Niners backup now? Who's who's Brock Purdy? Their seventh round rookie QB. Like they have to get somebody else. They have to get somebody else. But I don't think it's going to be Baker. Who is available? I I don't know. Maybe maybe they trade for like Gardner Minshew or Nick Foles or something like that. I don't, I don't think they pick up Baker Mayfield. I think that um, there's already been too much damage done to Baker Mayfield's reputation for that team specifically to pick him up. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe they do pick him up, but it seems like the 49ers think. like their their offense is would be served much better by some veteran yeah like game manager type. Well, other people have said Matt Ryan. Because of how bad oh. the Colts have been, I know. I I absolutely yeah, would but I not. mean, you have to. Other than the fact that he cannot move, Matt Ryan is at least a competent. Yeah, yeah. He just he doesn't. Does. Okay. I, so I see it. I and and to be fair, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't move either, and that's why he broke his foot. <laughs> but uh, you know, I I don't think. I think it would make more sense for them to get. Uh, like a, a Gardner Minshew or a Nick Foles or I don't know. There's other quarterbacks in the league. There's other backups that I think make more sense than Baker Mayfield for the 49ers because they do need a game manager, but they also need somebody who's not going to make mistakes. And Baker Mayfield just falls apart when it comes to well, any It's hard kind not of to pick up someone at this point that's not going to make mistakes. They'd already be starting in the, in the league. Yeah, they're, they're in a really, really bad spot. Really bad spot with both of their starting quarterbacks on IR. I guess they could just try to, try to go with Brock Purdy, but I don't think they do. The, the The bigger issue here, I think, is they traded away so much equity in the Christian McCaffrey before this happened that they don't have anything to trade with anymore. I don't know. Is there any trading left? I mean, Cobra Kai is back and saying there's no trading this late in the season. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what they do. I have no idea what they do. They have all the pieces. It, to me, it just seems like you got McCaffrey, you got Debo, you got Ayuk, you got Kittle. It's- it is the second best roster in the league to the Bills. Maybe the best if you want to consider their defensive strength too. So right, you just need someone to get just all these skilled position players. Just get them the just here, 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 McCaffrey. There you go. Here's the yeah. ball. Right. Yeah, here, the line, eight yard pass to Debo. You run it. You run twenty yards after the cat. Like you don't need anything. Yeah. 
So I, I think that that's a big thing. Um, you know, if if they pick up Baker, I think that's a mistake. I think Baker has too much of an ego for a team like 49ers. That's why Jimmy G does so well in 49ers. He just doesn't have an ego to like try to do his own thing. Well, look how attractive he is. He doesn't well, yeah, that well, that's that's the reason why I love Jimmy so much is that he's attractive and he doesn't have a huge ego. You know, it's hard to not have an ego when you're that attractive. I would obviously know my ego is through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> but you do you do you do have your facial hair back. You don't look like a lesbian anymore. Yeah, yeah, I do. I don't look like a shaved bear anymore. Um <laughs> I, it's tragic when I shave. I shave like once every two years or something, just to like let the skin breathe. And now it's back, and I don't look like. Uh, let's see who who's the lesbian friend in most of the Disney movies these days. That because that's what I usually look like when I shave. It's pretty bad. Pretty bad. Put Debo at QB. Yeah, you could probably do that. You could put Christian McCaffrey at QB. He's thrown. He threw a touchdown. He's thrown a touchdown. Year. Yeah. He's averaging more touchdowns per game than Russell Wilson. <laughs> No, seriously, how many games has Christian McCaffrey actually played this year? Uh, Wilson still will have more because he's played enough games. Yeah, yeah, obviously. But But the fact that we think it's close. (laughs) The fact that I have to go actually look. Right, it's like, does Christian McCaffrey have more touchdown passes than Russell Wilson? I think he has more touchdowns per game overall than Russell Wilson, which is still like, that's still a feat for a running back to average more touchdowns per game than a quarterback is still a feat. Cause quarterbacks should be throwing what? Like 20 if they're league average. 20, 20 a season. Yeah. 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 Something like that. So a running back would usually average less than that. Most running backs usually average less than that. Right, an average running back is averaging less than one one touchdown a game. Yeah, so I, a good running back probably sitting there at about the same as an average QB in touchdowns per game. So, the question yeah. is, James, <laughs> how many bathrooms does Christian McCaffrey have in his house? Oh God. Well, I mean, if we're going with the same scale as Russell Wilson, it's got to be forty, right? <laughs> right, Christian McCaffrey's had that's a ton of ton of bathrooms. <laughs> Maybe that's another scale that I need to add into my that I need to add into my uh my you need to scrape that data somehow. Are you gonna get it what off of Zillow or something? Yeah, or realtor.com, Redfin, I right. guess. Probably go to Redfin and try to find out how many right, you're gonna find out where all the NFL players live and then figure out how many bathrooms they have. God, that would be a really messed up data set, dude. Just to have. <laughs> Can you imagine the psychopath that would, <laughs> that would <put> that? <laughs> No, imagine imagine if there was if if someone thought there actually was correlation in that. Ugh. Even worse, what if there is correlation in that? No, there isn't, obviously, but I'm saying <laughs> it, can, it can appear like there is. Yeah, it, it would be causation. Some type of clustering illusion and just like, yeah. oh, yeah, people uh, running backs with uh, with with uh, more than four bedrooms are, are more correlative to, you know, passing touchdowns. It's like, okay, okay, let, let's, let's, see, let's see how that works out for you in the future. You know what's funny is like you could have one good year on that, have it mean nothing because there's only 17 games in a season, and like make a lot of money off of that model. NFL modeling is hilarious because of that. Like you can have a model that isn't actually good and one year find some leveled success four weeks 
and be able to sell that for like five years because the samples are so short. Right. 49ers bringing in Josh Johnson, who was a jet last year and put up a big box score one night when Mike White got injured. Uh, yeah, he's a rushing quarterback, right? He's a runner. Josh Johnson? I think so, yeah. I don't think that's the most important question about him. No, I'm just I'm just asking like his like key things that he does because I, I don't know much. No, about but him. that's the but James, have you not learned from today? All that matters is how attractive he is. It's a big drop from Jimmy Garoppolo. It's a well, obviously drop. it's going to be a big drop no matter what. Josh Johnson, he's cute. Okay, okay, I'm fine with that. Josh Johnson, let's see. I mean, he has big fills, the big shoes to fill. How come? Well, how come one guy looks way older than the other guy? <laughs> What? what's this no, no, like okay, i take so, a look like this is josh johnson okay i get that and then this is josh john this looks like his dad <laughs> yeah i think that might actually be his dad um i don't know who that josh johnson is it's the cuter josh johnson that they're bringing yeah, in but they're both they're both wearing the same what is going on here it's yeah like that's pretty crazy the they both have basically the same shirt same name right how many Josh Johnsons has has there been? Let me let me take. Is this a different Josh Johnson? It's got to be. Yeah, that's a wide wide receiver. receiver. Okay, Josh Johnson, wide receiver. Birthday nineteen ninety nine. That dude looks sixty. Right, ninety nine. That means he's what twenty three years old. He's not twenty three years. Old. That, that's not. I, I swear, like, this looks like a retired NFL player. <laughs> I was going to say, this guy played in the 80s. He's, he was not born in 1999. That yeah, dude this... is for sure 40 years old, without <laughs> even a doubt. He has six bathrooms in his house and is 40 years old. There's no way. Josh Johnson, Josh Johnson, Tulsa. What's Tulsa? Images? No, this is this is a okay. See, he looks much younger here. Yeah, no that that picture on ESPN is not nice. That's this is not nice at all. I mean, <laughs> he, he that's why look, I thought it was just the other Josh Johnson's dad. He looks, yeah, yeah. James Aguilar. It, no, this is what it looks. Like. It looks like it looks like you know you know those apps on your phone where you make people look older. <laughs> Right, looks like someone took this exact photo and just said, "Make him twenty years old." Yeah, twenty years okay. older. James Agar, Josh Johnson, wide receiver, looks like Eddie Murphy. Yeah, Eddie Murphy after a really long night, four <laughs> nights in a row. <laughs> he looks like Eddie Murphy was on a bender. <laughs> just came out and took a picture in a blue shirt. <laughs> If he was a tight end, he'd be he'd be the one of the highest. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. He he would be a fantastic tight end option in terms of fantasy points because he looks like he's ha he's having a hard time. Why right, does he this, look this, so much different? Right. This is this is what he actually looks like. Right here, Josh Rouse. Right. <laughs> what did ESPN do to this poor man to get that picture? Right, but this picture just looks. 
<laughs> I don't know. If you would have asked me, like, how old is that guy? I go, like, I don't know, 50? We literally thought he played an eight. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> have guessed 45. I thought that he was actually Josh Johnson's father. I thought Josh right. Johnson, the quarterback, is actually Josh Johnson Jr. That's incredible. And, like, and they're wearing the same jersey because they were at, like, Father Sunday. Yeah, or yeah, exactly, you know? yeah. Man, that Bring is... Bring your weird. dad to work day or something. <laughs> That is rude. What a uh, show this has been this morning. <laughs> yeah, no, this this is incredible. This, this is, is incredible, incredible content where you where you get all the entertainment and learn absolutely nothing. Well, no, people have learned that you can literally take the most attractive quarterback and just use them. There, there is absolutely something there for quarterbacks. Josh Johnson, the QB, was drafted in the same NFL draft as Matt Ryan. There's no way. Really? There's, there's no way. This, this, the actual Josh Johnson, he looks way younger than Matt Ryan. There's no, there's no way. You're telling me that the younger Josh Johnson could be the older Josh Johnson's father. Right. Let's see. How old, how old actually is Josh Johnson? Where, where, where is this? Oh, where, where am I getting? Quarterback. Josh Johnson. He was drafted in the same draft as Matt Ryan? I absolutely don't believe that. Josh Johnson is 36 years Incredible. old. Incredible. That, so you're telling me. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. You're You're telling me. That this guy is 13 years older than that guy. <laughs> that, no, there's no chance. There is no chance. That is backwards. <laughs> 30, this guy is 13 years. He's 36, 23. Is something is, wrong with the Matrix? What is happening? That is, that is mind-boggling. Right, if I would have taken a look at Josh Johnson, I'd be like, oh, no, he looks like 28. Right, I'd be like, okay, he's like 28 or so. It's like, nope, 36. And I looked at this guy, I'm like, I don't know, somewhere in his 50s. 45, 50, retired NFL player, probably had a middling career, had 2,000 total receiving yards over 10 years. That is incredible. I'm going to run a Twitter poll after this. That is incredible. (laughs) Incredible. And the only reason we even know about this other Josh Johnson is because we were looking up the other. I mean, does he play for anyone? Who does Josh Johnson play for? Or does he still play for Tulsa? Josh Johnson's, I don't know. I think he's a free agent. Who was he drafted by? He was in the 2022 NFL draft. But I'm not sure if he was, was he, did Josh Johnson get to, no, oh, that's, no that, the that's the old one. That's right? the old one. The one the one that looks younger but is older. God, that doesn't make any sense. This has broken my head. I'm going to have a terrible No, I don't think I don't, maybe he was undrafted. He must have been undrafted. Yeah, I don't see him for any team or anything. Okay, the things we learn. This blows my mind. That's insane, dude. To me, that was the most important thing we've learned today. <laughs> I'm blown away by this. <laughs> that breaks your model. 
that literally I'm going to have to rewrite my model now. Everything that I have studied over 10 years means nothing now. That was insane. That was insane. James, where can, where can people find your models? Yeah. <laughs> Pitch me up that way. Uh, you, you can find all my Throughout stuff. this episode? Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, you can find all of my stuff over at uh, paterdfs.com. Um, models for pretty much every single sport, including attract attractiveness models for QBs. I'm going to add that up on the on the site. The other You're day. not seriously going to do that. I'm going to do it just to just to dedicate to the bit. I'm going to put up a research sheet that shows the, the average rating of attractiveness of the QBs. Just you wait for it. It'll be up. Objective um, analysis? Objective? Are you crowdsourcing this? I, I'll figure it out, dude. It comes from my models. It's already in the models. Uh, you can find all the models over at paterdfs.com, and you can find me on Twitter at paterd underscore DFS. You can always get the theory of daily fantasy sports for advanced players. I guarantee you <laughs> the stuff in the discourse has nothing to do with with attractiveness and anything else we've talked about this episode. It's not a very good selling point for the course. But sometimes, sometimes you gotta you gotta have a you gotta have be lighthearted, have a good free spirit. Yep. Right. Have some fun on a Monday after lose losing a couple thousand dollars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially when he could have late swapped and, and saved a bunch of money. Right. But I fell asleep. So hit the thumbs up button. Attract all you guys out there are attractive. The attractive people have to hit the thumbs up button. I know there are plenty of people out there like I'm not really attractive. I'm not going to hit the thumbs up button. Well, you could do that also. Hit the thumbs down button if you think you're unattractive. That's perfectly fine. I don't think the YouTube algorithm matters. Uh, we got uh, NBA later today on the channel. Uh, scores and odds. Go subscribe to the the YouTube channel for scores and odds. They all your betting stuff. Sister site Toronto Grinders. Subscribe there. Hit the notification bell. Uh, we got, we got, uh, it's still got World Cup going on. NBA's going on. NFL showdown tonight, the, the pre-lock show. Got tons of stuff and sign up for Rotogrinders. Click on that link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. And uh, and I'll see you. I'll see you tomorrow. Well, we'll uh, answer your DFS strategy questions. We'll probably be a little bit more serious tomorrow. A little bit more. A little bit more. And actually answer your DFS strategy questions. Like I try to do Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.